Hello world and welcome back to the Simple Sports Podcast On today's NFL podcast Here comes week number 5, ladies and gentlemen A couple of games in play that I'm excited to watch Obviously, I'll be keyed in on my Tennessee Titans As they host the Buffalo Bills uh, Bills obviously have really good defense But so do the Titans So I, I think the difference in that game Obviously is, you know Listen, despite how you feel about Marcus Mariota uh, the Titans' cur- uh, current quarterback situation is in far better shape than the Bills is, uh, so I do expect them to win that game. Also, uh, a couple of other things to keep an eye on include whether or not the Saints can hold serve at home versus the Bucks. Uh, I think that most thought the Saints at best would be 500 or so with Teddy Bridgewater in versus Drew Brees with the hand injury. But this is a big game for them as far as staying ahead of everyone else in the AFC or NFC. Uh, while the starting quarterback sits on the sideline watching. So be interested to see that. Um, Also, I want to give another mention to the website, mysimplesports.com. Also, Instagram, Twitter, underscore Simple Sports. Uh, Please give it a follow. Take a look at the latest power rankings on the website. Um, All of those things are up and running. So please give it a follow if you haven't already. Um, So for now, we're going to get into the Week 5 stuff. Uh, We got a big divisional matchup between the Rams and Seahawks tomorrow. So let's begin there. The Saints and the Chiefs have two of the toughest environments for road teams to come in and win. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. The New Orleans Superdome, one of, if not the loudest places uh, to play football, to play a football game, to play a sporting event. It's crazy loud. Uh, And then, of course, Arrowhead Stadium, uh, equally as tough to play in. And another team on that list that would get a legitimate first place vote if you were ranking toughest road environments to go into and win a game are the Seattle Seahawks. And they are home this week to the Rams tomorrow night, Thursday night football. The 12th man is real. And they have every reason to be excited because they have once again, um, year in and year out, they seem to have this. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win the Super Bowl, but it means you have the ability to get there and win it. And the Seahawks, yet again, have the five basic ingredients to a good football team, all of which revolve around competency. They don't have to necessarily look a certain way, but they just have to work. They just have to be competent. They just have to pull in the same direction. And those things are, of course, a stable organization as far as executives, GMs, who's the owner, things of that nature, who's making all the decisions, right? You have your coach, obviously, has to be a quality head coach um, or a coaching staff in general, but obviously I'm talking in particular about the head coach. You obviously need a competent quarterback. They have that in Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, both of those guys. Uh, Both are good at what they do. A really good defense. I'm not sure that the Seahawks are top five defense, Um, maybe top ten, but they're certainly not a bad defense. Somewhere in the middle of the road, maybe a little bit above average. And then, of course, you got to be able to run the football. Um, Late in the year, uh, you can say what you want about all these high-flying offenses. Teams that run the football well usually end up making it far. Um, the Saints could run the football last year. The Rams could run the football last year up until the very, very end. Um, you know, you look at teams like the Cowboys. They made it into the playoffs won a game. They could run the football. Uh, obviously, the, the Super Bowl winners, the New England Patriots, were a really heavy run team, especially when they needed to be. It's about those five things to me, and the Seahawks have them. Uh, and everything after that are bells and whistles. It's nice to have great wide receivers. It's nice to have you know, a, a shutdown corner or, or star pass rusher. But at the end of the day, if you don't have those five core things, I don't think you're really going to do a whole lot. Um, and here's the thing. You can't say enough 
about their quarterback, Russell Wilson, who is quietly, again, somehow having a spectacular year while others do. Maybe it's because Patrick Mahomes is playing so well, you know, um, and, and guys like that, uh, you know, it's 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 tough to give everybody the shine. And so Russell Wilson seems to always get the short end of the stick. So I'm going to give him a little love here. Um, now it's a battle for the division on a primetime home game. And, yes, I know the 49ers are technically – division leaders at the moment three and zero, and are you know i just don't buy them as a better team than the seahawks and while i'm down on the rams as of right now um based on their performance last week and and really the first four weeks of the year i'm not sure the niners are better than them either uh, maybe it's a push at best um, but i don't think they're better than the rams so to me this is the first of two divisional rivals two battles between two teams in the division and i'm taking the seahawks to win the Rams have some problems, and what we could see uh, being similar is what we saw with the Browns. We saw the Browns, you see, I think the Browns just need a little kick in the rear end to kind of get going, right? And they kind of got that from the Titans and the Rams early on in the year. Uh, obviously, they got manhandled week one by the Titans, and then the Rams, um, you know, they just they had their way with them, especially with the offensive line. They just manhandled them, Aaron Donald. Dante Fowler just went to town, had Baker Mayfield running for his life. So uh, I think they got, uh, you know, kicking the teeth from the Bucks. the Rams did. And I think it could very well be the spark they need to get going. We saw the Browns respond well against the Ravens on the road. I think we're going to see something similar from the Rams. Um, but that that loss last week made me lose a lot of faith in golf. Um, just watching him take a dump all over the field. And whether it's due to injury or... Uh, you know, some sort of coaching decision or the scheme and the game plan. Todd Gurley is essentially a non-factor to this point, and it's hurting the team all the way around. The offense doesn't look the same. The defense is on the field more as a result. The defense isn't playing nearly as well, uh, certainly not to the level that they have the last couple of years. And as a result, the offense hasn't carried more weight. And because Gurley isn't as much of a factor, Goff and the wide receiver core have to carry more weight. And so far against some questionable teams, you know, I mean, it's not looking so hot. They, they've gotten their wins, and that's great. Uh, but again, if we're going to question resumes for others, we have to do the same for the, for the Rams. And, you know, they haven't exactly been world beaters themselves. So I think it's certainly more than fair to question exactly what kind of team they are. Given the circumstances... The embarrassing loss and slow start to the season, I'd normally pick the Rams to bounce back and get a win in a situation like this. Like I said, the slow start, you kind of got your wake-up call against the Bucs, um, but I just can't do it on the road in Seattle against Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. I'll take the Seahawks to win this one at home comfortably, and now I am moving on. If you were to ask a Packers or a Cowboys fan, they might tell you the winner of this game is going to win to the the Super Bowl this year. Um, that's just how full of themselves that each of those fan bases are. Uh, look, Dak was brought down to earth last week, right along with Aaron Rodgers, as both failed to get the win. Uh, obviously, Rodgers had the much better performance just individually. You know, obviously, he filled up the stat sheet, a lot of yards, a couple touchdowns, etc. But at the end of the day, the W was lost by both of them. And, you know, for Aaron Rodgers, it's not entirely his fault because, again, he had statistically a great game but with Adams out the turf toe injury uh and the weight of the franchise yet again on Roger's shoulder to carry I've said it before I'll say it again it's not happening Packers fans I'm sorry it's just not he didn't do it last year 
uh, and the receivers and the weapons that he had last year are still there, now minus Devontae Adams. And quite frankly, they haven't gotten any better. I heard a stat this morning of first things first. They have something like 10 catches for just over 100 yards as a whole outside of Devontae Adams with their wide receivers. That's just not good. Um, their defense is pretty good, but it's not impenetrable. Um, we thought it, maybe we overrated them a little bit out, out of the first couple of weeks. We have to go back and take a look. They did face Kirk Cousins. They did face Mitchell Trubisky. They did face Joe Flacco in the Broncos. So um, last week they got gutted by the Eagles on the run game. Um, simple as that. They got absolutely destroyed. And now I'm supposed to expect the Cowboys won't do the same thing with what should be a better run game, a better offensive line. Uh, you know, without their left tackle, it's certainly questionable, but formidable regardless of, of the fact. So Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, look, they started the season 3-0 and when the defense was red hot against some less than quarterbacks, at least maybe not a whole as a whole. The teams are that bad, but certainly less than quarterback situations. And even despite that, their offense had yet to get it together. Now their defense may have been exposed a little bit by the Eagles, and the offense is still lagging behind. And after facing maybe the worst secondary in the league last week, uh, now face a defense that is absolutely nothing to sneeze at. The Cowboys have a good defense. Is Aaron Rodgers capable of doing this week statistically what he did last week against a much better defense? Not hardly. I don't think so. I've been out on Aaron Rodgers um, as blame gets passed from you know player to player coach to coach or wherever else you expect to, to blame people except for on Aaron Rodgers. And as I mentioned quarterbacks, uh, I want to take a second to just point out the fact that this is yet another gift for Dak Prescott in his contract situation. After he was brought back to earth last week by the Saints, he now gets uh, the comfort of his home stadium in Dallas, have the chance to be up early in the game against a longtime rival and get the Cowboys a win on a big national stage against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, then all would be forgotten by others, not by me, but by a lot of others, about what we saw in New Orleans. So I'll take the Cowboys to win this one at home. Uh, we'll take a look and see you on Sunday, but for now, moving on. So the Browns and 49ers face off. And for the Browns, here we have yet another chance to, you know, really make a statement that this team is for real. I believe it is no matter what, um, but a lot don't. Uh, and short of getting blown out by San Francisco or, you know, playing a sloppy game on the road, I don't think much would change or should change, uh, but it will. Uh, that's just the way people are. Those that were out on the Browns to start with will just use it uh, to their advantage to say that. Um, you know, it is what it is. They took a massive uh, road win home um, inside the division by beating the Ravens on the road, claiming first place in the division. Obviously, we know what's going on with the Bengals. They are terrible. The Steelers are just as bad. Um, again, they beat the Bengals on Monday Night Football. You know, props for getting the win, but the, the Steelers are just a bad team as well. Uh, so it's really a two-team race, and... Here's the thing. Um, they now get to travel and play a team that a lot of folks think is going to be much improved on the year. Some um, potentially have them win a division. Um, a lot of others have them in the playoffs at minimum. If the Browns can go on the road and get a win, it will set them up nicely for their next two games. 
Uh, up next, they play host to Seattle Seahawks, who are, you know, not the same team on the road as we've seen over the last few years. Uh, we've seen them be less than themselves in that capacity. So that'll be a, a winnable game for the Browns at home. Then the following week, they travel to Foxborough to face, a, you know, the defending New England champion, def- defending Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, I should say. Jesus. Um, and right now, they're a little bit vulnerable. We saw them struggle against the Bills. They still got the win, but we saw them struggle. Uh, we'll see if the Browns can replicate some of those issues and problems for the Patriots. Either way, they got three really tough games in a row for a young team. Uh, a young rookie head coach and a franchise that really could use a two or three game winning streak to ease the minds of fans in Cleveland and maybe get the media off their back a little bit. Uh, And this is the thing we've seen Cleveland in their somewhat more successful years uh, show small signs of light over the years in small stretches. We saw them one or two times. uh, I think they made the playoffs one year, if I'm not mistaken, uh, not too long ago. I mean, listen, it's been 30 years since they've been really good, but I'm pretty sure they made the playoffs, you know, within the last 10 to 15 years. I want to say once. I, I can't remember for certain. Uh, I know there were a few years where they were a pretty good team uh, in that one particular year. So we've seen them show signs of life in the past. Um, so it'll be really, really nice for the fan base to get two or three wins here in a row, especially against some good teams, against some teams that most thought that they were struggling against early on in the year. They're in first place for the moment, but this thing could very easily and quickly turn into a disaster if they lose the next three games and fall to two and five. That is a tough hill to climb, even if you think their schedule down the stretch is favorable. Uh, they've, they've got to win a couple of the next games in order to avoid disaster um, and panic from the nation's watching eyes and, and avoid crushing the fans' desperate hopes to be back in contention. And I think they do it. I'm picking the Browns to go on the road into San Francisco and, you know, just escape with the win, just get out with the dub. And it doesn't matter at the end of the day if you, if you roll the team or if you just claw out with the win. As long as you get it, you get it. So I'm moving on. <laughs> Now, there's not one chance I would be interested in this game two or three weeks ago. The Minnesota Vikings going to New York to face the Giants. But we saw Daniel Jones um, force the hands of the Washington Redskins, if you will, and have to move Dwayne Haskins into the starting lineup far too early. Not in the starting lineup, but into the game far too early. Who Gruden hasn't said who's going to start next week, so we'll see. Um, I don't know why you would put him in. And then not start him the next week. Um, that that doesn't really make any sense. So I think Hatsons is going to get the start, but we'll see. Um, but here's the thing: with all of the talk of Kirk Cousins' poor play, um, and it's been poor, um, that's only going to get exponentially worse if he gets outplayed by Danny Dimes. I'm all for a good story. I love a good juicy story. So I'd absolutely love to see Daniel Jones do just that. Amidst all the things that we're hearing out of Minnesota, the Adam Thielen sort of mini rant, uh, Mike Zimmer responding to Kirk Cousins' apology to Adam Thielen and really the team as a whole. It was all kind of weird. Um, So he's going to have his work. Daniel Jones is going to have his work cut out for him because every other unit for the Vikings outside of quarterback and occasionally the offensive line is stacked. Their skill players are good. Their defense, all really good. 
But what in the world do you think people will think if Kirk Cousins goes on the road to New York and loses to a rookie quarterback and, quite frankly, a team that isn't very good? That's a lot of money to pay a quarterback for basically nothing. Um, and getting hammered by someone you shouldn't only hurt, only highlights that further. Um, it's He's not been very good all year. He threw like 10 or 11 passes in week one, and then the, the next couple of weeks just it's not been good. Um, and there are some throws that he missed, some routes that the receivers could have run better, but he still could have hit those guys. Um, it, it's going to be... It's going to be a bad day for Kirk Cousins if they lose to the Giants. And here's the thing. The Giants can do it. Their defense, is, at least for the moment, is inspired. We saw them flying around all over the field last week making plays, albeit against the Redskins, um, going against Case Keenum, uh, going against Dwayne Haskins. But they did do it. And it's possible to do it again because Kirk Cousins is playing just as poorly, if not more poorly, than Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins did. So it's certainly on the table for the Giants to win this game at home. It's really a matter of can Daniel Jones overcome the Vikings' tough defense because uh, as poorly as Kirk Cousins played combined with the inspiration or, or sort of adrenaline, if you will, that the Giants are going to be playing off of for the next couple of weeks while Daniel Jones gets some shine, um, it's certainly on the table that the Vikings lose to the Giants because I think defensively the Giants can do enough to stay in the ball game. It's a shocker, but yes, I'm picking the Giants to get this home upset win over the Vikings and cause all kinds of hell to break loose in the Minnesota franchise. And that'll do it for this episode, guys. Uh, a couple of games, a couple of picks I gave you. I got the Seahawks winning at home, Cowboys winning at home, Browns on the road, and the Giants winning at home, respectively. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, until next time, Until next time, my goodness, I'll see you guys. Peace. We'll <laughs>